You want to start? Yeah. Oh, me start? You want to start? You want to start? You want me to start? Hey, Tom. I thought we haven't had one of those in a while. Hey, Tom! Hey, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Undesirables. Oh, yeah. Every time. I know. I actually remember this time. We are here with a special guest. I'll jump right in with that because I'm always bad at introducing guests too, which by talking about it means I'm bad at it again. Great. Keep selling. Maggie, can you please introduce yourself? Yes. So my name is Maggie and I'm a psychologist in Manhattan. Dr. Maggie. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my name is Dr. Maggie Dancel. And I'm a clinical psychologist in Manhattan, in Flatiron to be exact. And I specialize in sex therapy, so sexual dysfunction, lack of intimacy, out of control kind of sexual behavior. Pause. Out of control. What's out of control mean? So this is like a new term that's like out of control, like whoa, <laughs> or is this like out of control? Like, oh god. So this is like a new movement that like sex therapists are making instead of saying like sex addiction or I used to call it like excessive masturbation is like a very common one Mm -hmm. um but they feel like that's hard to kind of measure or pinpoint so they say out of control which means you don't feel like you can control this type of behavior or this kind of um coping skill Mm because i see it as a very common coping skill for men Mm -hmm. particularly when they're single and have been single for a while but come on Uh come on exchange the hearts that's And so what I mean by like out of control or like excessive would be like spending three, four hours a night or a day and it's intruding in like your free time or work or social relationships. So that's when it's, I think, a little out of control. But look, they come to me because it's a problem for them. So it's, yeah. Is it often where someone will show up and you're able to kind of diagnose it before they realize it? Or do they come to you with like, I have an issue with like masturbation? It's usually by the time they already look me up like in psychology today and they call me, they know that they have an issue and they want to talk about it. So I make my kind of like ad say that like everyone has issues with sex at some point in their life, but maybe you don't have a safe space to talk about it. Hopefully I can provide that. And like I'm kink friendly and... I work with the LGBTQ community. So what's kink friendly mean? So kink friendly means like I am so I'm like really open to hearing about people's fetishes, interests, like alternative kind of lifestyles, whether that's like polyamory, you like going to dungeons, you want to do stuff with your partner that's not in the like kind of norm. That's kind of what, what I see. Do you see What are like some common things you see? So the most common thing I see, most of my practice right now is single males Mm -hmm. and it's excessive masturbation or out of control Mm -hmm. masturbation because it's such an easy coping strategy to use Mm because it feels good, right? It brings pleasure. No one has to know about it. And, you know, you can use porn, you can use live cams, you can use so many different kind of material Mm -hmm. to excite you. And it's like never ending. I mean, there's always new videos every day. Is there a common thing that they're coping with? Or is it like kind of across the board, just their personal life? I would say usually it's depression and anxiety is probably the most common tie. Uh And lack of intimacy. And what I mean by intimacy, not just physical intimacy, like emotional intimacy Mm. with this gender that they are interested in. So those are common themes. Like So loneliness, depression, anxiety, and that's what they use to kind of to deal with that. How does the person know that it's pushed beyond just like, I just masturbate a lot, but I'm mm-hmm. fine, to, uh, I don't know, 
this is maybe a problem. I would say like, av- I look, I always say like masturbation is a healthy part of sexuality and mm-hmm. it's a good thing to do, whether it's solo or with a partner. But I think what it gets out of control is when they're spending so much time mm-hmm. and they're really How telling much time me. Is too much time? <laughs> is that an, in- I would, as a non-professional. I'm yes. Gonna, are you staking yourself out as a non-professional <laughs> masturbator or what are you <laughs> I'm an amateur masturbator. <laughs> okay. I'm unpaid. <laughs> so you go to the conventions. I attend the conventions. I would think that that would be based on the individual. Yeah. And it's more so how is it impacting your life, not mm-hmm. like if you do it. Like, listen, someone could hypothetically <laughs> masturbate three hours a day and it'd be fine. No, that's probably a little much. That's, but, yeah. so, that's, so I would say like usually anything like around an hour I say is like pretty average as like what I'm seeing. Yeah. But some of my clients or the clients I've worked with in the past, it's like three to six hours per day. Mm. And is that consecutive or like in bursts? So it's really it's consecutive. Bursts. And then wow. they'll Yeah. And one they of my clients years ago, it would take him two hours to even come once. And, you know, by that time, it's, like, not also feeling good. I mean, right. it's got to, like, start rubbing and just not, you know, finding stimulation to last two hours is mm-hmm. a lot. But, yeah, I have clients that can do it all day long, like 24 hours. Well, yeah. maybe they'll take a break to eat, maybe sleep for a couple hours and get back to it. And That's tough. they miss work the next day or they're really Dang. groggy for work the next day. Yeah. That's what I feel like when, yeah, I don't label it as excessive. They do. Do you think that... Also, that would impact, like, if you, I mean, obviously it would, but mm-hmm. in what ways would it impact if you were to then get in a relationship? Like, how does that affect? So, yeah, that's the problem that I see, too, is, like, when they once they get into a relationship, they either hide the fact that they masturbate that much from their partner, or they're not enjoying the, like, foreplay as much, and that's because they're so used to themselves. Mm-hmm. So, a technique that I suggest to them is kind of, like, be mindful of, like, what happens when you masturbate. Is it... What hand are you using? What position? Where are you doing it? And then changing some part of that up to be more like partnered sex. So, for example, a lot of guys. Yeah, this is like free advice here. So, some guy, most guys, I would say, either sit up or lay down, like whether it's on their bed or like, I don't know, sitting up in their couch. I don't know. Uh-huh. So, what I'll do is get them to kind of be on top, like on all fours on their bed and masturbate that way. So it's still something they're doing solo, but it relates to partnered sex. You heard of the NoFap movement? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, what, what is that? Thank you. I do not know. Oh, oh come on. You must, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> NoFap movement is like... What? The judgment. No, it's... Um, I discovered it, it was on like Reddit, and it's like people who have like basically sworn off masturbation either for a period of time like three months fat or yeah fat i thought you said fat (laughs) yeah no no fat fat. (laughs) skim no fat (laughs) uh yeah no the no fat movement fap where people like just say i'm not gonna masturbate anymore yeah for like Mm -hmm. indefinitely or just like and no porn months yeah no porn none of that the only time you can like ejaculate is with a partner So I find that some guys can do that for like 90 days, but that's also not sustainable because I do think masturbation is a part of like Mm -hmm. healthy sexuality. It's just about um, maybe being more mindful when you do it or 
sharing it with your partner like how do you involve a partner in that like hey like let's do mutual masturbation or hey i think it'd be really hot if you just watched me or i just watched you and that can just be another like thing that you guys can do together yeah like other things you ever masturbated with a partner i was gonna say how do you feel about that i asked you first my dude I've done that like once. I'm not really that interested in having people like watch me mm. do stuff to myself. What about mutual? Mutual, I'll, I'm more down with. So mutual just, meaning like you yeah. do you and she does her. Yeah. And you guys are watching, but there could also be mutual where you guys are both pleasuring yeah. each other. I'm super down to help out with someone else masturbating. I'm just, I don't really, it's not as interesting to me to have someone just kind of like watching or participating in me masturbating. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Personally. We, Tucker, you've been in a long-distance relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So did that come up yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah. Because I think that that's super it's hot, pressure. too. I think that, yeah, that's it's a lot of fun. I haven't done yeah. it a ton. Yeah. But, I mean, long-distance, yeah, like over yeah. the phone, get video, any of that stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah. No, I think the times when I have gotten to that point in sex with someone, it's been like, oh, this has entered a new world of like, we are still having fun with each other, but it's totally the individual. But this is still a shared experience. Mm -hmm. And it was like super hot just being like, oh, we're both like working to get off. And it still is like sexual with another person. Like it's still, that's where it like really separates from like, oh, sex is not just like, you know, P and V. Yeah. Uh, it's more just like, you know, you guys having an experience together. But also it takes out, like once you get used to it with a partner, especially if you're long distance, it takes some of that shame and embarrassment out because they're doing it right with you and on the FaceTime or the phone call. Yeah. And you can just kind of let loose a little bit. Yeah. Which is nice. The, the long distance relationships I've been a part of, I've been a part of a few at this point. And a lot of that conversation sometimes is like analyzing, like, why is this weird? Mm -hmm. Like, why does it feel weird at first? And it's, it's across the board been fun once we're able to break down, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the shame that comes with that kind of stuff. And that's just like how it is naturally. Like we're as a culture, like anything related to sex is something you're supposed to keep really private and you're supposed to be embarrassed and shameful about it. And I'm just like, no, not really. Like everyone is doing it. Everyone's trying to have it and everyone should be talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's just not. Sure. And that's one of the things that I, you know, that's why I went into this was so I could spread the word. Yeah. The gospel, if you will. I'm so sorry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're just really stretching gospel. <laughs> yeah. But one of the other issues uh, that comes up a lot in my practice is how to like keep it spicy, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, like five to 10 years, yeah. how yeah. you keep it hot still. Right. Um, there's like, it's hard. Cause I think after like so long of being with someone and you guys probably can attest to this, it's like you get used to maybe like how you have sex or you get used to like not talking about aspects of it and it's harder to like bring it up yeah. once you're in it for a while. Yeah, I think it's a lot harder when you're in it because you get, like you said, like you get in that flow and then to even to say let's spice it up kind of implies we need to spice it up. It's not yeah. spicy enough. It's yeah. not spicy enough right now. I'm looking for a little more caliente and that's just that's, um, hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I think that that was in my previous like long distance relationship. That was not long distance uh long-term relationship that was more of a challenge because it was we never wanted to like broach that subject as much and so that became a a thing i feel like it's difficult to bring it up at first because the first thing you have to do is admit that you're not a hundred percent satisfied with what's happening in your sex life and that feels 
very vulnerable, right. I feel like, for both parties. And that's why I think, like, going to a therapist, you can kind of both say, like, hey, this is what I'm not happy with. But if you don't go to a therapist, I think I think there's still ways to do it. You just yeah. have to be – both people have to be, like, really open to you just having a discussion. So a tip that I give is, like, let's say one person is – feeling like they want to change it up and they're afraid of having to bring it up to a partner do it when like things are good in your relationship and Mm -hmm. like you guys are just like having a good time there's not big issues coming up maybe have a glass of wine you know ease it make it easy and comfortable and then just say hey like there's some things i've been thinking about not anything crazy but like yeah i'm just wondering if you feel like we could change up our sex a little bit yeah and it's not anything to do with you it's just like yeah i'm just curious yeah let's say someone comes to you and they want to spice it up but they don't really know what they want to try Mm -hmm. they have no clue they're just like i don't know man Mm -hmm. i just want to do something different what's your first recommendation for them i would say like write down some of your fantasies like some of the things you've always wanted to try sexually or have like piqued your interest and then really judge whether or not any of those things are something you really want to bring into reality so i have this thing where Right? Good. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, with fantasies, sometimes just thinking about it is erotic enough for you, but Mm -hmm. bringing it into reality would be really difficult. Prime example, a lot of guys and a lot of girls, too, like, want to have a threesome or think that the idea of having a threesome is really hot. But what does that look like when you're actually doing it with... Politics of a threesome. (sighs) Right. Yeah. Okay, like, you both have to be attracted to the person... Do you get a person you don't know or, or do know? Where are you going to do it? Like, how are you going to arrange that? Uh, what is that going to feel like? You know, having your partner be with someone else. And maybe that's just something you keep in fantasy land. Yeah. And not bring to reality. So I think that's like the first step. Fun fact about threesomes. Yes. They are the show. <laughs> is that they are, uh, I think I had mentioned when we chatted over coffee like a couple weeks ago was I was reading that book which is right over there Tell Me What You Want it's like the largest survey of American mm-hmm. sexual fantasies threesomes are number one yeah the number one sexual yeah. fantasy that Americans have yeah mm-hmm. so I think that's like one of those super super common ones that everyone wants to do but like just broaching the subject is like it feels impossible mm-hmm. but everyone wants to do it it's like impossible to say that it's not common. It's just a matter of figuring out the politics. Right. And are we bringing in a dude? Are we bringing in a lady? Mm-hmm. Like all the things you said, which was weirdly enough, like a lot of the same questions that we had when I was in an open <laughs> relationship. Are we allowed to bring in people we know? No. That was like a mm-hmm. hard no. We didn't want that. Dude. We offered. I know. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's like what you're touching on is like, okay, once you pick what you want to do, what you want to do with your partner, mm-hmm. it's like you have to talk about boundaries and stick to them. Like, okay, you guys said no people that we know. Cool. Like you both have to agree on that. Yeah. And then, uh, what's another, like, really popular, I guess, fantasy? BDSM. Okay. <laughs> Going to a dungeon, right? Like, mm-hmm. so rules to have is, like, do can we play with other people? Can we not? Do we just watch or do we just observe? Or do we just, like, play with each other? You know, what if someone approaches us? What do we say? If we're feeling comfortable, do we have a code word to when we need to leave? You know, you just have to be, like, when you're in that space, if you go to a dungeon, just... Really check in with your partner and say, like, hey, are you feeling comfortable? Are you not? Mm-hmm. Related side note. Yeah. Can you describe to me what a dungeon looks like? Sure. For the sure can. Real quick, uh-huh. before we go into that, two things. One, you have a thing in your tooth. Oh, two, man. <laughs> I'm going to switch this to interview mode, which is what I put mine in at the beginning. It should be fine. 
That's, it's the same thing. That one's also. All right, well, we're going to do that. I'm yeah. going to lose my fucking tooth now, or else I'm going to think about it the whole time. But I think I'm excited to hop into to dungeons. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd even notice it, Tom. She, she mentioned it early on. Yeah, I told him as soon as I yeah I walked in. I was like, oh my god, Tom has something really gross in yeah. his teeth. She was like, do we tell Tom? And I said, I want to wait until halfway in because I want to get it on the mic. I actually didn't notice it. I really didn't. I'm upset. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Set the stage for me. What's a sex dungeon? Okay, here Is we go. Is it bricks? Is it dark? <laughs> Is it, are there whips and chains? How many people are there? Okay. What's the sound? Okay. What's the smell? So I've only I've only been to one, but it was it was one event, two dungeons connected. Okay. So just FYI, dungeons usually their mm-hmm. sex is not allowed in the dungeon if it's like just a play event or like if it's like you want to go to a dungeon and to have sex with multiple people, you have to look for sex parties. Dungeons just going on your own is rooms, different rooms, people playing. But there's no penetrative sex. My mind is already blown. Yeah. Wait. However, so, what's the aesthetic? So, are, sorry, yeah, real quick. Ahead. Are people finishing still? Is that what's happening? Or is it just like, like you can't even masturbate there? This is just like, I don't know. So maybe it was like the, maybe the event I went to, but it was not a, the rules for the dungeon was... There was going to be, like, no sex was, like, the number one rule. Uh-huh. As far as, like, play, whether it's oral or manual stimulation, I think that was allowed. Okay. But I personally did not see anyone finishing or coming. Okay. So um, this was a dungeon, not a sex dungeon. Right. This was just a dungeon. Like, Thank a play you. dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it is kind of what you picture. It's really dark, and there's exposed Great. brick. Great. <laughs> and, um, but it's, like, when you... Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you walk in, there's a security guard, and then you check in, like, where your coats or your bags, and then right by the checkout, like, where you get your coats, there's a whole wall of, like, whips and all these kind of flogging things. Do you things. have to pay to rent them? No. You give your wow. ID, just like you're checking out, like, a book. Wow. <laughs> Modern library. Yeah, and you you can check one Take out, and then books. you play with it the whole time. Then you go into dungeon. There's all these different rooms. Then there's apparatuses in each room. So there's, like, a lot of wooden apparatuses that you can, like, be bonded, like, by your hands and your legs. There was one that had, like, a wheel that you, like, Ooh. are on the wheel, but oh, it was broken when I went. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, tables. There's one that was, I think this was the second dungeon. One was, like, a classroom. It had, like, a chalkboard, a globe, like, a kneeling thing to get, like, spanked. And then there was a suspension room. And that one was really popular because you can get suspended from the ceiling. Uh, Oh, and then there was, like, a medical room where it was, like, looks like an examining room. Mm. I didn't go in that one. Because usually that's usually needle play or blood play in there. Um, but I didn't go in there, so I don't know if that was happening or not. What's needle play and blood play? <laughs> so I think, and I don't like look this up, okay. but like needle play, I think, is if I go into your Google search history, am I not going to find needle? You're play not going to find play? needle play. I'll if I could look into your Google search history, why? Well, I, I think you will breeze over needle play. The shock <laughs> of the rest of them. <laughs> so I think you put needles through your like skin and um, um. other. 
is like you actually draw blood and you play with the blood. Mm. It's an erotic thing for some people. Mm. Just like urine or yeah. poop. <laughs> the silence before oh, and after. Yeah. Yeah. Draw that out yeah. in editing. <laughs> or 15 seconds of silence. And then there's um, always a person at the dungeon that's walking around to check in with people, see if they need help with anything or... They have questions about something. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't see a lot of nudity. A, a lot of people are wearing, like, yeah, skimpy clothing, but not a lot of, like, no one's just, like, walking around naked. Yeah. But everyone's keeping to themselves. Like, Is it, like, leather stuff? There was some leather. There was, like, one guy was dressed like a, a uh, what is it? The, a police officer. No, they dust. Uh, French <laughs> maid. Oh, yeah. French yeah, maid. Yeah. And then there was a dom that came later to play with him and she was like decked out in all leather she was like hot she like commanded the whole dungeon it was awesome and she came just i think for this french maid guy and they were just like it was really just her dynamic with him like the power dynamic of like i'm in control but yeah it wasn't like she was like whipping him to death or (laughs) forcing things down his throat jesus christ whipping to death yeah but that's that's some people like getting whipped to where they draw blood and yeah, like have yeah. blisters and everything. It's just whatever your your intensity level is. I'm gonna hire a French maid guy. Tucker, you wanna? Yeah. All right. And then I'm just gonna have him clean <laughs> my apartment. So oh. I I would encourage if you do want to go to a dungeon, go with either like someone you've been dating for a while or like a partner. Kind of not hard like to a go- first Tinder date. No, definitely not, guys. So I know. <laughs> I'll I'll text and going the girl with a. With that. <laughs> And going with a friend's kind of odd. Sure. Because you're going to want to, I think it is intriguing. Like, you're going to want to maybe, like, get on a wooden apparatus and Mm -hmm. do something. And I don't know how you, I mean, if you're flexible in your sexuality, go for it. Is it, is it something that someone could go to solo? Or is Mm -hmm. it, did that? So you can go solo. Um, Price goes up, dude. The price goes up a little. Price goes up for single men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maggie turned me on to FetLife.com. And I was looking at the different events there. Yeah. And it's like. Women free or ten dollars yep. or something, yep. and then couples twenty, forty dollars, something like that, and then single men hundred, hundred plus dollars. Hmm. But I think I get it. Yeah, I get it. But man, because they, you know, they want to be, they want to have these men that not just come. Yeah, and they're just being creepy. Uh, yeah. yeah, otherwise you'd have like a thousand dudes show up and no women. Yeah, and that's just exactly what would happen. I get it. But I want to uh, like overall the atmosphere was really supportive like everyone is really friendly and nice and inviting and it's really cool to be in a like non-judgmental space yeah. to just do or wear whatever you want yeah and it was it was such a cool experience and i that's why i really tell my clients friends not family yet but <laughs> to go and like try it out because you know you got one life to live might as well just go once right? and see what live it's like a little yeah a little and let me tell you, there is a dungeon open every single day. In Monday, New York City. In New York City. Yeah. Monday wow. through, yeah, Monday through Sunday. Wow. You could find an event. And there's a lot of dungeons in New York. Really? Yeah. There's at least yeah. 10 that I keep seeing. You have to also be careful on what night you go because it could be like a, you know, a gay night. Oh, yeah. Look or... it up. I'll say, yeah. look it up before you go. Because, wow, those events range. Yes, the, they do. The thing I went to was like a class on how to pleasure a woman and also tutorial on squirting was it at a dungeon i think they use it as like a dungeon but it was really just like an apartment building okay clearly it was not for people living there okay (laughs) only the dead (laughs) (laughs) it was not for people to live there it was for people to play there 
Gotcha. And so there's really just like a bunch of chairs, like a mm-hmm. little dressing wall thing, and then like a massage table, and then a couple of like nice seats for like a lobby kind of waiting area mm-hmm. by the kitchen. That was nice. <laughs> and that was cool. That was like a, a very interesting event. I think I walked in and I was the only person who was not super nervous because I was just like, I'm just here hanging out. You know what I mean? How's everyone's day going, guys? <laughs> was it mostly si- singles, couples? There were maybe like 15 people there. It was mm-hmm. like two or three couples, maybe four single men. And then, like, two or three single women. That's awesome. It was nice. It was good. What did you learn? Dude, I took... Oh. I'm rolling over to my... took notes. I took... I was literally sitting there just taking notes, y'all. I took a lot of notes. Goodness. Flip, I Flip, flip, flip. To be, to be the performer there and look into the audience and see someone jotting down... Literally? <laughs> I'm not after at the end at the end it was like it was a guy uh, named Dominus Eris and then oh, good name wow shout out Dominus Eris his, his real name's Aaron oh and then, <laughs> <laughs> he on his business card Aaron you just exposed Dominus him. Eris it's on, his, it's on his business card dude and then it was a woman named Lola Jean um, who was like a, a sex educator and stuff that's awesome yeah but so like they would look out and. And I would just be like, I had like a little notebook with me. I was just like <laughs> jotting notes the whole time. A lot of them were just like quotes that they yeah. would say were, that were just funny. Because Dominus was actually pretty funny. I don't know. It, it was like weird and interesting. But at the end, I was talking to him and, and I was just like, oh, you, you know what I mean? Like I, like I like jotting notes. Let me jot your number down or whatever. And he was like, I, oh, I noticed you like notes. <laughs> I was like, cool. Glad that went, uh, glad that went <laughs> like, noticed. So ooh, could share some knowledge. Yeah. I learned, I learned a lot from that. Tom, what? Is squirting. Please well, elaborate. <laughs> Here's the key to squirting is you have to work up to it. You can't just mm-hmm. ask what squirting is. No one can be told what squirting is, Tucker. You have to work, work up, up to, to it. it. Okay, what is squirting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a class most it was mostly on just like pleasure and like mm-hmm. how like they were they were talking about how like a man's pleasure is like this very exponential logarithmic just whoop, Yep. Like it just starts and then it just goes straight up. Yep. With a woman, it's like a very straight, like forty-five degree angle line graph. Just mm-hmm. it just builds over time. There's no curve or anything. It's just if some if I think the quote was vulvas love repetition. I believe was the quote. Where if you find something that's working, stick with it. Yep. Yep. Stop yep. trying to be fancy. Yep. Just stick with it. Yes. It's working. Have yep. a good time. Yes. Yeah, I think that was good. Yeah. They were talking they- about. They like, say that women's sexual desire takes three to four days before the act of any physical component. I'm going to say that's insane. So that means... <laughs> you got to like, plan for things three days. Yeah. Being a woman's hard. Yeah. Sending... No, like a man sending a text to his girl saying like, hey, can't wait to see you on yeah, Friday. Yeah. Or like, really can't wait to take you out on a date. Wear something hot. Like that really intensifies women's arousal. Helps. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. Do you do you remember Tom? Uh-oh. <laughs> do you remember... <laughs> Don't ask me that. The first time... Do you remember learning that a woman's orgasm is not reached the same way as a man's orgasm? No. I, st- I think that's I true, have, I, still that's true. I still haven't learned it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Wait, mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? What did you, what, uh, do I you just remember mean, that? Yeah, I remember, I mean, I remember the broad period of being like, oh, it's not like when it feels good, go faster. Mm-hmm. Go oh, yeah. I rem- I'm just Stay. like having that conversation with like, hey, chill, dude. Some <laughs> women like that, though. That's part of the sure. thing. Sure. It's not a That's full- one of the things that I learned. Oh. Okay. Is you gotta is tell tell, tell Maggie tell about me. women's bodies. <laughs> I will mansplain women's bodies to anyone who asks, and I will be holding out a book. 
as I do it. I want diagrams next time. Okay. Oh, they s- had they had yes. a, a like a little vagina a vagina replica thing, and she was pointing out things on the vagina like yeah. here's where this is, here's where that is. Like most women don't even know where their clit is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. She was she had like a diagram that was she had a little plush that was also just the clitoris, just the entire structure of it. Yep. And it looked like a chicken like a chicken wing thing, like one of the wishbones. It was a kind of chicken it was, wing. It was like kind of crazy. It was like a wishbone. Sorry. <laughs> I went to a show uh, at a venue not too long ago where they were doing a what kind of show? It was like an experimental show. What kind what of kind experiment? Of experiment? <laughs> <laughs> Chemistry kids. Um, yeah. No, there was a there was a at one point during the show it was like kind of like performance art, but at one point there was a big diagram of a woman's vagina with like little pointers kind of pointing to each part of the vagina, mm. and they were calling on men in the audience to come label different things. They'd be like, "That's good. Yeah. This one, that's good. What's that?" And then they'd exactly. have to come up and be like, "Uh, vulva," <laughs> and they'd be like, "Wrong!" <laughs> the whole thing was just a vagina. <laughs> that's all vagina. <laughs> that's all vagina, lady. That's all vagina. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> that's just any dick, pretty sure. Yeah, that's the penis. <laughs> so sometimes girls have it easier because you guys just have the penis, the head, and the balls. There's also the frenulum, you know. Like we also talk about that one. There's the, the medulla. Class, you know? she was There's like, the liver. <laughs> Men are complicated. <laughs> the femur. Well, anyway, they talked. A, <laughs> they talked a lot about like everything from like like what you said, where it's setting the stage. Yeah. Like they're like. Warm lights are good. Like, don't have, like, yeah. bright white lights. You know, like, set the nice stage, maybe a little music or something, and then just kind of, like, have warm lights. I believe the quote that Dominus gave was, uh, if it's like walking into a 7-Eleven, there's no erection <laughs> happening anytime soon. Uh, and I really... I'm attracted to 7-Elevens. I actually am, too. I love 7-Eleven. You what guys- fetish am I learning about right now? 7-Eleven. I love 7-Eleven, but I'm not sexually attracted to No, I'm not to sexually attracted. I mean, I'd fuck a 7-Eleven. <laughs> You get a frosty at the end. I'd fuck, the, right? the little... I'd fuck in a 7 You get a frosty anytime. Imagine exactly. you're having sex and you're dehydrated. And you can just get a cup and just <laughs> drink a slushy? Come on. Get out of here, Tom. First of all, why are you getting a cup? If you're in a 7 Oh, yeah, that's true. Just... Just... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't slush shame. Wow, that, so... that's gross. I feel like that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just transcended... <laughs> I feel like slush shame is a thing. Maybe it should be. It should I don't be. Know. But anyway, it was interesting. <laughs> so it, it sounds cool. like you, yeah, I learned see, a lot. You push your edge a little. I push bit. my edge. Please, yeah, I'm sorry. I, we got we got one quote in. Please keep going. I'm no, sorry. yeah, no. So that a lot of it was like you set the stage. A lot of it was they were showing them different moves and stuff. Lola had on like a blindfold and she was naked uh, on like the massage table, and then Dominus was doing like different things and kind of demonstrating as like like oh I have this ostrich feather. And she doesn't know where I'm gonna totally where I'm gonna use it. And then he like would brush against her foot, the bottom of her foot, mm-hmm. and then she'd kind of giggle. And he was like, "You you didn't expect me to put it on your foot, did you?" And they knew each other like very well, so it was it was cool to watch people with like such a good rapport. Yeah, doing it because like by the time that they got to the part where like he was basically like fingering her and trying to get her to squirt, he like entered her and then was like, "Oh, you're like two minutes away, I think." And Whoa. and she was like, "Yeah, that's probably about right." And I was like, dang, dude, that's insane. Whoa. <laughs> that was insane. She is, by the way, the world record holder for squirting by volume. Who's keeping track? Who's making that a world record? Is that Guinness? I, it might be Guinness. I don't know. Go, <laughs> so keep, keep people at Guinness. Right. Wow. It was crazy, but... Yeah, squirting is basically like female ejaculate. Mm-hmm. So like it is juice is not 
a lot of people think it's urine, but mm. it's not. There is a lot of urine in it, mm. but it is yeah. not entirely urine. Urine. Yeah. It's correct. like a clear. Genuinely, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, this has to also be G-spot stimulation as well, correct? You trying to get on my notes, bro? I just, this Ooh. is trying, you trying to get some tips, This bro? is based on experience, y'all. I feel like I'm Whoa. learning too. Whoa. You ever made uh, someone squirt? Uh, no. Do you guys like that? Is that like a thing that I know that some guys could be into that, but like I feel like most guys, it's like, oh, I got in my sheets now. Oh, <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> I don't want to pay for laundry. Yeah, God, what? I just watched these. <laughs> I I think it's interesting. I mean, I've had girlfriends that have been interested interesting, in exploring it. So, okay. Yeah. And when I'm interested in like, they're like, I think that would feel really good. I'm like, let's do it. And then I've had girls. Friends that are like, oh, that's that's too. I'm not into. That's too like aggressive kind of feeling, and it's this too vulnerable. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember for a while when I was like first getting intimate with women, I didn't like the idea of suddenly I'm just gonna spray shit everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a lot. I mean, and you gotta clean your sheets, you gotta like clean your dress or whatever you have. Yeah. Like, dudes, it can it can get in your eye. I Agreed. just had this conversation at dinner last night. Can you guys really not control where it goes? What do you mean where the, it goes? Like, like the direction. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh. Yeah, um, you go. <laughs> you go. You had an answer. I was I was going to go, not really. No. I mean, it, you can kind of generally guess. There's a consistency. What do you mean where? <laughs> like, you know, you guys can aim when you pee, right? And you guys always take pride in, like, being able to aim it at certain places. But then with cum... I feel like huh. it's just kind of all over the place. I would say the way you aim is really just where your dick is pointed. I mean, that's to me like about the extent of it. I'm not really like when I'm peeing, I'm not like. Right, that's true. I'm not like there's nothing internally that's like, all right, now aim a little bit to the left. That's actually a very frustrating thing about the penis is really like you do aim, but sometimes it just goes in like a different direction that you just didn't expect it to go. And you're like, what's happening down there? Guys? What about the post-morning pee or post-morning? Hey, how are you? Post-sex morning pee, uh-huh. where it's just like a weird direction. See, mine are now usually like that because I pee and stuff after sex. So I don't really have the post-morning pee, but mm-hmm. I do understand that. And I sometimes can get in a weird direction, but like, I, yeah, okay. yeah, it's weird. So but consensus is that, that you can't weird. really control. I think it, a lot of it also is because depending on how much buildup and stuff That's there is, it is, it's yeah. like it can... I don't really know how fast, yeah, I don't know the what only, it's going to be. Doing. The only thing that you, I think I would be able to control is like, you can help out the contractions that happen if I wanted to like, have it be a little more or less, I guess. You can? What? <laughs> Get in it, dude. What are you talking about? Tucker's Relevant tech. info. I, I was I was just thinking, we still, I still have many questions about squirting. Well, I got my finger in the book. I, in the book. Wow. <laughs> in the book. Okay. Uh, no, I was I was saying like I feel like you can kind of like control the, the contractions a little bit. You can help them out or try to like contract harder, and then that mm-hmm. can spray a little harder or like less. I love that I'm learning from you guys. Too. <laughs> That's what we're here for. You know? This yeah. is great. We have 15 minutes of listening to our guest, and then we just we just stop asking. Railing in. Yeah, steamroll. Yeah. yeah. Over anything that I have to say. Yeah. 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 Typical. Yeah, yeah, typical man. Quite enough, thank you. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut that out of this episode. <laughs> I guess you could have a, an episode just on squirting, I yeah. think. Yeah. Maybe you should Start get a squirt like eps- expert in here. Squirt-spurt. Um, squirt. Yeah, yes. maybe we should. I, that's why I got their phone number afterward. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Tucker, what are your other questions? I, I'm still just, please keep going. What happened? How did, what was it? Oh, what yeah. did the audience yeah. do? What, well, do you clap? I'll say <laughs> <laughs> we are too similar because I'll just jump to the end a little bit. After she, she squirted, uh-huh. there was this moment where like she squirted and was like kind of physically exhausted for a minute. Mm. And the whole time, like no one had really been saying much. Like occasionally, like, Dominus would say like a lot and she would occasionally say some stuff. And he would, like, ask questions, like, does anyone have any questions? Mm-hmm. And almost always everyone would just be, like, quiet because we're just watching, you know. Right, what's We're just on? watching and learning. Dominus and Lola had, like, just finished with, like, him making her squirt. And he's, like, a little physically exhausted. Mm. And she's physically exhausted. And they're just kind of, like, silent for a second. And she's squirted on the floor and stuff. And then we're all just kind of silent for a second. And then I just go, do we, do we clap? <laughs> Did, I feel like we should clap. And then we all clapped. We all clapped, y'all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was a peak Tom moment. Oh, yeah. dear. I actually, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm like, really cool. I love that, that that experience exists and you can go. Although I would just cool. hope that like the squirting is contained. There's a splash zone. Ah. Like Gallagher. Yeah. You gotta wear a poncho. Yeah, yeah. no, they, they like, you could tell where, about how far it was gonna, I think it was gonna go, like. In terms of, like, we were far enough away from, like, the massage table and stuff. That, okay. But, like, people were, like, kind of moving around so they could see a better angle because we were in kind of a semicircle around her. And so occasionally they'd kind of move around. Did you feel angle. afterwards that you had a better understanding of how to make a girl squirt now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I learned a lot of a lot of super useful tips, even just stuff like, like, he was giving tips on, like, like there were, like, a move that they called chopsticking the clitoris. What like is playing chopsticks? Yeah. Like, dun-dun-dun. <laughs> oh. Now I get it. No. That's no, not good. Um, it's basically just like putting two fingers around it yeah. and then kind of moving up and down. And, like, you can put a little pressure and stuff. Mm. Like, Correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> Direct stimulation. A little, little bit much sometimes. Sometimes, on the yes. Depends on the so moment. Both. Right. That's, that's a big thing Sometimes. Here. Lola was making a great point where she was like, depending on, like, my... Uh, cycle of like where I'm at yep. and like how I'm feeling yep. and like all that like it's basically like dealing with a different vulva every day yep. so either that's going to be exciting for you or frustrating it's that's why like, communication is key yeah. Have you, do, you, <laughs> do, you, do you explore this with like your clients who are women as well like them dealing with stuff like this like how to not understanding their own body as much so like I said most of my practice is mostly men right. I would love to get some women in my practice to ask uh-huh. Dr. Maggie Dancell, look her up on psychology today. Yes, please. Um, but Please don't plug things on us. I think that like uh, where I'm at with some of my clients that are couples, we're not there yet. We not, mm. haven't even touched the physical aspect because... It's just too much emotional intimacy. There's a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of like emotional... Well, I mean, that stuff I think affects more than the Absolutely. physical stuff. So when someone comes to me and they're a couple and they have like sexual issues, it is nine times out of ten, I would say like ten times out of ten... There's other issues besides the sex. The mm-hmm. sex is just like a symptom of what's going on yeah. in a relationship. So, yeah. Interesting. yeah. Why do you think you don't have women come in as much? Honestly, I think it's because women have other women or other places to talk about their issues and they have no, they have less shame about it. Like, you know, I think I explained to you guys when we had coffee, like there's a show called Sex in the City, really about four women getting together every week at brunch to talk about their sexual escapades Mm. and women will seek out help more like whether it's self-help books or going and talking to a friend or even like a family member and so I think for men they don't really have that sound 
sounding board. They don't feel comfortable enough to share that with a guy friend. Like, hey, I'm really having trouble masturbating less. It's too much machismo and stuff around exactly. it. It's too much just toxic masculinity. Exactly. The second you say, like, I just couldn't get it up, it's like, pussy. It's right? just, it just immediately just Or like, I don't want to hear. It's like, no, 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 I don't want to hear. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear about it. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. That's so, interesting. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that answer. Well, that was fun fact for the listener. The reason why I found Maggie was because I was interviewing her for my Tinder article. The last one was about surefire signs that women like you. And that was one of the points that you had made was men don't really talk about this and don't have as much of an outlet. Yeah. So that's why it tends to be something that men, they're, they're not as versed yeah. in their own problems and intimacy and like all that kind of stuff, which I think is a great point. So, but I, I like love the fact that I have male clients in my practice because it's like going to show that they want to get help. Mm -hmm. They just need like a space to do that. And like people out there, like even other therapists, like sex therapy is not an area that people usually go into because it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't really feel comfortable talking about that, but you have to talk about it. Whether or not you're dealing with a kid, a teenager, an adult, everyone is going to hear about it, talk about it and needs some direction in that, some like healthy direction. Interesting. Yeah. Were you pleasantly surprised that you had more male clients or were you, did you know that kind of going in? Did you expect it or? Yeah, I would say I kind of expected it and I don't know why it's not that surprising to me. I think also because I think when people see my psychology today, they, they know that I look younger and I think they want to be able to talk it with, talk to it with a younger woman who maybe can offer them some perspective, but Mm -hmm. also maybe they can feel comfortable like, oh, I can share it with her. Maybe I can share this issue with other women that I'm dating or interested in and they'll be just as accepting. Interesting. Yeah. I would love to have more women clients, but I'm okay with just having male clients because I really think every man can probably benefit. I think everyone could. Yeah. Because like one of the things that I find a lot when I'm being intimate with women is there's a lot of shame on their part that is totally yes. that is not on my part where it's like they don't feel comfortable if I want to go down on them or something because yeah. they're ashamed of their own vagina. It's like you don't worry about like you don't need to worry about that. Yeah. I'm heterosexual and I'm attracted to it and this is like hot for me. That's but they are very ashamed yeah. of themselves and it's like well we're like let's let's work through it because like I think this would be really fun. It's not going to be fun if you're not comfortable, though. Right. So, plug. But uh, last week, (laughs) I had, like, me and my friend did this workshop where she's a lawyer but also a yoga teacher. So, she did yoga. Then we had, like, an open discussion led by me to talk about sex and how to have healthier sex, whether you're single or partnered. And we're hoping, yeah, to break that stigma for women. Like, yeah. look, be free with your sexuality, whatever it is one, what you want to do. Cool. Right? Or like sex is fine if you, yeah. and I taking away the slut shame, just like have the sex that you want to have, but just have boundaries on what that is yeah. and stick to that. If your intention is, look, I want to sleep around, cool, do that. Or if your intention is, I want to date someone seriously and the shame is coming from, well, I feel like I need to give it up, give up sex mm-hmm. for this person so they'll like me. But then they're having sex with other people and you don't want that. And you have to be honest with that and yeah. say, like, I want to have sex with you, but I really don't want I feel, really don't feel comfortable you having sex with other people while we're intimate. Yeah. And hopefully they can respect it. If not, you got to move on. Mm-hmm. I take it you probably read The Ethical Slut. No. Oh, it's basically a book about that of just female empowerment. 
feel like you can have the sex you want. I remember one of my one of my exes was reading that, and it was very interesting book. I'm writing the that down. Slut. Yeah, I, I think love that. That is something that yeah, it's for every relationship. I've been in, there's been some degree of like, hey, you're like, I'm, I'm into your vagina. Like you, uh, pun, 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 pun. <laughs> um, but no, like I, like I'm attracted to this thing. There's been like convincing that has to be done where it's like, yeah, there's always is, like, but sometimes, like, oh, but it might smell. And I'm like, that's a, it's a, it's good, a good smell. smell. It's a good yeah. smell. But sometimes like that can go only so far and like it really needs to right. come from them. Like there's totally, the confidence exactly. and self-esteem exactly. about it. Ladies, Again, seek out Dr. Maggie Dansell. So calls you today. <laughs> Third plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you know, but I think men, you guys, like, you can rock out with your cocks out. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's something that we keep yeah, very, very private. No, yeah, there's a stigma around that, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Bro, you are sweating. <laughs> it is hot in here, though. It's hot, yeah. 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 Am I sweating? But it's also I'm the sweating. topic that ah. we're talking about. Ah. I'm full on sweating. Yeah. It's okay. I am, too. Yeah. But I'm wearing white. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize I was. <laughs> I don't sweat, but now I am. We need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's also hot, yeah. yeah. Maggie, I believe you got to run. It's I almost do. good time. I do. So give one last plug, I suppose. Please. Yeah, um, yeah you, can find, you can find me on Psychology Today under Dr. Maggie Dancel. I also just see clients for other mental health issues, mm-hmm. trauma, eating disorders, substance use, depression, anxiety, all that good stuff. Because um, I actually think I might stop for the time being taking on sex cases. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, you know, to lot. To, sure. to handle week to week. Yeah. But I also started two weeks ago an all-male group therapy for guys that are coming to me just for any issue. But it's really hard to find an all-male support group out there that can talk. That's an open topic kind of thing because usually it's like, geared towards like substance use or sure. like trauma and this mm. is just like an open so that's something that I also offer. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about your podcast yet? Is there a date for that? So the podcast is we have an Instagram. It's full disclosure PSY. Mm. So it's me and another psychologist in California who we went to the same grad school. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have different discussions every week, but it's basically getting inside the minds of two psychologists, like what we go through and what kind of comes up in our minds. But it hasn't, we haven't posted our first one yet, so I'll keep you guys posted. Please do. Please do. Are you getting a question about squirting real quick? (laughs) I think I'm an expert now. We'll take them off, Mike. (laughs) Well, you can find me at Mr. Thomas Ella. You can find the podcast at Undesirables Pod. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Tucker Wins. I'm not going to plug Instagram anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Tucker. T U C K A H H on Instagram. I've been changing it. Tucker. Oh, Recently God it was headshots for bugs. Wait, <laughs> your in, your tag was yeah, headshots think, for bugs. Yeah, I think I'm done. Uh, At headshots from, for bugs. Yeah, I was. <laughs> what vibe were you trying to give off? I don't care. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Anyway, thanks. Thanks, Maggie. Yeah, you guys. Thank you so, so much. Welcome. I loved uh, it. Like and subscribe, and uh, leave a review on iTunes. Share with a friend. Yeah. Please, 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 please. Please. Thank you. Thank you. That was so fun.